the following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Ladies and gents, welcome back to In The Corner. And this is the, I don't know if it's much anticipated or not, (laughs) but it is the show that talks about Extreme Rules and we're going to be getting our predictions in, in a, well, as we go along, however long this show lasts, because I have a special guest with me today, uh, all the way from across the pond. Uh, He is a podcaster, a co-host of the Rewind Wrestling Podcast, a writer at WrestleBuddy and the Geek Buddy. Tyler, uh, also known as at Dustin Tyler eighty six on Twitter. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing good, Ben, and uh, it's always great to be in the corner. I can't wait. <laughs> you're the first guest. Well, I haven't said that. You're the first guest outside one of my mates doing it. So, <laughs> not even in the same country. So, I love that though. That was brilliant. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, as long as I haven't talked over it too quickly, I'm gonna caption that for maybe an intro down the line. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I, I appreciate it. you. You did a, a fabulous intro. I need to take notes. Where's my notepad? Okay. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need a notepad. Just uh, open up the old word pad on the old computer. And that's what I've just done just before we started recording. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, that's all I do too. Uh, do we even have paper anymore? <laughs> well, I think it still exists. Um, I think we use it for loo roll or toilet roll or whatever you call it over there in the <laughs> no, toilet paper, yeah, more toilet more paper, like yeah. it. I, I follow you. That's what's neat, man, even the different terms. I, we can still relate. It's it's like our own language. I, I love it. Especially, well, funny enough, before we went uh, and hit that old magic red button, we must have been speaking for about 25 to 30 minutes about wrestling anyway, and I'm thinking, we've missed loads of good content here. Um. <laughs> yeah, it was a great conversation even prior. And I, yeah, I mean, it was the precursor to what's going to be even better now. So I, I, I'm just happy to be on here and, and talk wrestling and, and be on this show. Uh, so I would encourage everybody to listen and follow In the Corner. It's a fantastic show. I will give you your uh, £10 or uh, $11 or whatever it is later on. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I, I was. I, I, you can just uh, mail that overseas. That, that'll be nice. No, I, I'm teasing. Happy to do it. No, but I very much appreciate it. Obviously, uh, I will share a little bit of backstage stuff now. I kind of had to reschedule it a couple of times, but uh, Tyler's been absolutely amazing. And I very much, you know, as much as you saying you enjoy and uh, appreciate coming on, I appreciate you for um, coming on, you know, I've, you know. Especially with the time oh, difference and well. all that, you know, <laughs> trying to sort that out. And <laughs> well, I, I'm glad to uh, wrestle, buddy. A lot of them's in the UK, of course. You know, Sai, our, our good mutual friend. Uh, so you know, we just make it work. That, that's what's neat about it, though. It, it's like Absolutely. nighttime, I guess, over there, and it's uh, about noontime Central Time in the US. So it's just, I think it's fascinating. I, I think it's so neat that we can all come together and connect and, and share in a passion that we all have and that is wrestling so i'm just very excited that you asked me to be on i've only ever had like uh, on a podcast years ago and i mean i'm talking back in about 2016 i think i know we spoke about it briefly before we came on but um, i've only ever had two other americans on a show and I'm, i'm always it sounds really silly but i'm always amazed at the fact that when we talk about wrestling you know it is like our own language and when you start talking about stuff and it's amazing that um, we almost see the same wrestlers in the same lights, almost. Not everybody, but generally, I would say 80% no, of, you know, who we might talk true, about. That's true, though. You know? 
I, I completely agree. I, it, it's always astonishing, uh, like you were stating, how we view uh, certain personas. And speaking of wrestling, and it, it's like our own code. It, it's like, uh, you know, and I, I don't want to give anything away. It's kind of re- reminiscent of uh, if we had our own white rabbit. I mean, it's it's something. That's a that's a good uh, good segue there. I like it. You're a, it's almost like you do podcasts elsewhere. Um, uh, yeah, I've, I've I've had a few. Not bragging, but yeah, I've had yeah, a few. Not as many as Sai's got now, probably. And um, no, Sai has. Uh, that guy's got a network. I, and a major respect to Sai. Does a great job. Yeah, consider this is a guy that uh, you know stepped into the podcasting world. I'm you know I think it's about probably about two years now. But to start his own network and stuff is uh, for a guy that. Uh, could barely use the computer at first he's learnt quickly he's uh, grasped it and he's doing really well and obviously this show not kissing up to him too much but this show does happen to be on SJP World Media so you know we better keep the boss happy <laughs> yeah you gotta plug it and, and make him happy because uh, I don't know I'm the, I don't want to feel his wrath uh, of the of the great Sai Pal uh, I'm not sure what his wrath is but uh, <laughs> uh, maybe not, I don't want to find out no, but... yeah, we'll leave it at that we'll leave it at that we don't want to see a heel turn from Sai do we so <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you mentioned the White Rabbit. I was gonna before we get into Extreme Rules, and we'll go through the matches and what you're looking, for, you know, what you're looking forward to, uh, Tyler over there, and you know, Extreme Rules and everything. Um, obviously, it's a pay per view that kind of always gives extra hype because of it being Extreme Rules, and obviously this year it's in, in Philadelphia, obviously synonymous yep. with uh, ECW and the whole Extreme wrestling sort of you know if anybody knows wrestling which i i would have thought so if they're watching or listening sorry to this podcast uh i think most people will be aware of uh, ecw and if you're not go on the network not that i'm a shill but go and have a look at east the rise and fall of ecw it's not a bad uh, documentary to be honest um you gotta go check it out i mean ecw has a cult following for sure and uh they, they're the ones that uh helped uh re-establish hardcore wrestling yeah, 100%. I mean, I didn't quite catch it because I think the company had gone out of business by the time I started watching. But as I was saying earlier off the air, like you get given tapes and, uh, you know, and watch this show and watch this show. And, and you go, oh, okay. Oh, well, there's this. You, you're scratching the surface when you first start watching wrestling and you realize there's not just like major promotions, there's indies and, <laughs> and everything. So it's a way of life for a lot of people. So, um, but yeah, check it out, definitely. Um, yeah. That- like you were saying, ECW is uh, now you find out how much of a genius Paul Heyman is. I mean, we're seeing it on WWE TV, but that that was some of the early stages and, and even before ECW. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. Except for debate, but uh, you, you know, from the outside looking in, it does look like WCW and WWF at the time, as much as I love WWE, uh, may have, not unless you can't say maybe stole, but maybe definitely uh, borrowed and reshaped a few things to make it work on their programs at the time. So, but that's a, that's a different podcast. No, that's a good argument. Uh, yeah. I didn't think about that either, but, but see, you always bring some wonderful perspective. I, I didn't even uh, ponder on that, but that that is very interesting. Yeah, definitely a podcast. Maybe I'll pop over to a pop over to one of your podcasts and we'll have a chat about it at some point. <laughs> oh, I would, I would love to have you. I, I think that would be amazing. Uh, I'm trying uh, to get myself booked whenever I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's how you do it. I mean, uh, that's all I've been doing. You you asked me, and I'm like, yeah, hey, I've <laughs> this is my tenth one. Let me get another one. So. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, I mean, I was going to ask before we get into extreme rules. Then we'll quickly do a few, couple of things because um, the QR code has been floating around the last what month, pretty much. Um, I would say so, close to a month. Yeah. Um, 
the general consensus is that it's Bray Wyatt. Uh, there are other names that have been chucked in there, Alistair Black being one of them. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, I'm, I've already said on the podcast uh, when it came out yesterday, I, I want it to be Bray Wyatt so bad. But what are your thoughts and what's the sort of... Uh, what does it feel like over there seeing all this and uh, people are talking about it a lot more? Um, because obviously there's a good way of digital market- marketing by WWE, definitely. Oh, there is. A lot of people have been, I, I would say, a frenzy over it. I mean, they, you know, much like similar to the UK or anywhere else, seeing this white rabbit uh, QR code, you know, all these teases. Uh, it's remarkable, the the storytelling process. To me, I think a lot of people would assume Bray Wyatt just because how creative he is. I mean, even Triple H has said that in an interview, uh, or maybe multiple interviews, that you know Bray Wyatt is just one of those people that he just knows how to uh, really exercise a lot of different facets of storytelling. That I think that's what, uh, in parallel, why old timers are, are critical of this kind of presentation. But for me, I like it. I'm, I'm with the, uh, the majority. I, I'm a huge fan of what Bray does and brings to the table. So I would di- be disappointed, excuse me, if it wasn't Wyatt, uh, yeah. but a lot of it's pointing there. There seems to be a lot of evidence mounting up that it is him. And, and he put out a tweet. What was it yesterday? Something yeah, uh, yeah. T- to the effect of a villain. You can help me out. I'm probably paraphrasing uh, something along the line is a villain is just, what was it? Another story? I, you yeah, know, a villain I'm, I'm is uh, it's from a different perspective, isn't it? So the because vill- uh-huh. a, a good villain, uh, if you look at in films and, and wrestling and any medium, really, a bad guy has to believe that they are doing the right thing. You know, the other side of the story is that you're not doing the right thing. Um, right. So yeah, uh, a villain is just a victim from a different story. Uh, this is what he's put, and that was his uh, bio on Twitter, and he's also put business inquiries on there. Um, so is this just a way of going, I'm not actually going to be there or <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, that, that's the beautiful part about it. Uh, like I was saying, and we talked off air about it. Uh, it just keeps you guessing, estimating as to if he's going to show up at extreme rules or maybe all of this is just to make us think it's Bray. And, and like you said, it could be somebody else. Uh, that would still be pretty amazing just from a storytelling perspective, even though I would be disappointed but my hope is it is Bray, but what if Bray's even playing along and he's actually yeah. not even going to be showing up? It's just been all this for month, you know, for this past month, White Rabbit, the isolated track. It it does have the eerie lyrics, especially even taking out the music and, and Jefferson Airplane. And it it's uh, taken the world by storm uh, via social media, thanks to the way WWE does market, uh, to your point. It's... It's all fascinating. So, yeah, Malachi Black, even Baron Corbin, I've heard a lot of uh, even different names. Uh, People were going, is it going to be Bianca Belair? But, you know, they were teasing that. But it also went on to mention, well, the Fresh Prince of Belair, alluding to Philadelphia, could be the tease where he shows up. So, But a lot of people were automatically assuming, oh, is the Raw Women's Champion going to end up turning heel? Which I don't see that happening. I think that was just a, a fun way to say, Oh, it's it's talking about the TV show and tying in Philadelphia, the location. So yeah. I would get that. And the Alice in Wonderland references uh, are uh, something I probably missed. And uh, now looking back at it, it, it makes a lot of sense. So in Alexa Bliss, we don't know. Lights were fading in, in and out. Now, was this just WWE, you know, playing games with us? It, it could have been, but it, it just seems pretty obvious. Maybe that's also a sign that Wyatt would be coming back. 
because yeah. of the allegiance or, you know, she had turned on him actually against Randy Orton. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. Was, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, he was going to have that program, I think, probably not wrestler, but, you know, get his redemption on her and then nothing happened and he ended up getting released. So we didn't see that. I always feel with the Bray Wyatt, I've said it many times, but I feel with the Bray Wyatt character, the Fiend, you know, whatever, you know, since he became Bray Wyatt, at least, like, they seem to push, 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 and then in important moments, he loses. And now I'm, I'm a big advocate for uh, Bray Wyatt should have beaten Cena at WrestleMania 30. We had the same night. We had yeah. the streak end. We had Daniel Bryan become world champion that night. It probably, it looking back, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but like, it would have been, Look, I mean, even at the time, I'm like, why is Bray? Why have you built Bray to this point, and then had him lose? You know, Cena could can take one loss, and then you know, Cena would be back to winning. It's not going to hurt him. It's not going to hurt him because he's you know he was the the guy for a long time. So um, yeah, I always put it back to that when he became the fiend, built, 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 legs cut from underneath him. You know, I understand actually. I was reading something recently that. The match against Randy, that um, in, uh, the Alexa thing, I think it was changed on the day, possibly. I might be think, misthinking. It, it could have been. So, no, yeah. I, n- you never know, and even with wrestling, how things can just, uh, you know, like you said, change, you know, plans be different than what they were originally laid out. And I think that led to a lot of frustration between uh, Bray and Vince. And it's not just taking a shot at Vince. It's just the fact that people are going to agree to disagree and, Obviously, he had a different visions compared to from yeah. what you read. Now it's all speculation. Of I'm not it saying is, it's yeah. all true. You know, I mean, it's just like any rumors. So, and, and that's the thing. We're we're speculating now. It's getting everybody talking. And I do miss these kind of storylines because you can't always assume. You know, it's all these codes. It's a good way to even keep people on the wrestling media sites uh, reporting differently. And I'm on one, so it's been very fascinating. You know, I I have to use others as references because I'm like, okay, five reasons. Maybe there could be ten. There could be more reasons why I could be brave. Maybe not. You know, people have said Joe Gacy, but I I just don't see him coming up yet. I I was going to mention Joe Gacy, actually. Um, Yeah, because he was one of the guys mentioned this week as well. but, uh, I mean, now I may be wrong. I just, to me, you know, it's nothing against Gacy. It would just be a letdown. I think it would have to be Bray. Something tells me, even though Triple H said it would be somebody we hadn't seen before, it could still be Bray. It's just he's meaning a different variation. It may, it's not going to be the Fiend. It may not even be his older character. It could be this white rabbit. And to me, it's going to have to be a faction because we're. Maybe carrying crosses involved. We we don't know because you, you saw the the codes behind certain people. So you just it's a what if scenario. Yeah, uh, some people even speculated Edge when it because it appeared in front of Dominic. And you know, obviously, there's a good storyline going on with Dom and Judgment Day and all that kind of stuff. So then it was over Alexa, and it's just like, is it Bray? And I like I said, I hope it is Bray. Um, I would be. I mean, like, yeah, I'm, me as well. Um, I could see WWE doing a thing. I see them sort of, somebody comes out, pure heel straight away. Oh, it was me all the time. It wasn't really that person you thought it was going to be. And then all of a sudden the freaking lights dim and then it's Bray Wyatt. You know, maybe, like you said, maybe a fraction. You know, it'd be be quite cool because you've led the crowd down one path and they're apps because whoever they put out in front that it's meant to be this white rabbit and it's not Bray Wyatt. This could be like the biggest babyface of all time. And if it's not Bray Wyatt, I really do think the crowd could be... um, 
booing. <laughs> to, oh, and especially have, Philadelphia know. crowd, yeah, with yeah. all due respect. They're, they're, they're a passionate uh, bunch anyways. Absolutely. Uh, it would be a letdown, but I like the way you were going with that, that storyline where you let them down at first, and then all of a sudden, here's the big debut. Yeah. The lights either fade, and you have the big entrance, and you know, the supernatural elements and, and everything. Cause I was a big Undertaker Kane fan and stuff. So that, that's why these characters, and I know it's different. I know they kind of got away with that more in that, that sense, but I always enjoy these kind of characters because, you know, wrestling, it's still got its sports presentation, but it's always had the soap opera, the entertainment aspect yeah, of, of it course. as well. So yeah. you, you've always had that variety. So why not give, uh, you know, Bray another run and I think now with Triple H, with all due respect, who's in charge now, his team and the Riders, they can give him, and with Bray working with them, uh, the the uh, possibil- the possibilities, excuse me, are endless. And there's so many new faces in the company as well, and some old ones coming back that never really got given uh, chances and stuff, and or just faded away, because one week you have a storyline, next week is gone, and... I do feel like there's a lot of building going on at the moment. Obviously, we're supposed to be having war games uh, in Survivor Series this year. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. So, I think we've got a lot of um, even Raw this past week, although Raw is way too long being in three hours. Um, oh, it's a marathon, even it when is, it's yeah. good. And it, it's it's still got better, but I'm still like, okay, can we just get on with it? You know? Yeah. I, I, I will admit, I prefer SmackDown. And part of that is one, the show is still good. I can't really. But the fact that it's like less is more sometimes. And I feel that is the case with Raw. Chuck that hour away and, you know, give some money back to the network if you need to. And let's just have, you know, because even even if you when you watch Raw now, even like I think I said on the podcast yesterday, but it's very much um, nothing feels out of place now. There's no segments in there really anymore that feel just like they've just chucked that in to kill 10 minutes. You know, it does feel like, yeah, they just have to fit everything in yeah, the yeah. three hours. And, and, and to me, I know it's a process. It's not easy to say, Oh, we, we got to get rid of that hour. Cause you do have networks to deal with. And I think eventually we'll see probably a two hour, uh, triple H is probably just easing into it right now. Uh, yeah, of cause course. you know, three hours, they can make it entertaining, but still you, there's just so much, even when it's good, it's just, it's a lot to try to keep up with. So that's why you could, you know, limit it because you're already seeing stars, you know, from Raw go to SmackDown and everything. So you're able to kind of uh, separate it a little bit or at least, you know, put it over on another show. So you wouldn't have to always dilute everything. To me, sometimes you run the risk of that. You dilute everything when yeah. you, you try to pack it in. And and maybe I'm I'm off base. I, no, no, I agree with that 100%. Um, but, like you know, you're seeing... You're seeing stuff happen on Raw now that feed into SmackDown. You're seeing stuff on SmackDown before uh, that leading into Raw. But I mean, we go back to about 2016, 2017, around those time. SmackDown, no, not 2017. To about, around 2015, 2016, SmackDown became almost a highlight show, like a main event, because it was just re-showing stuff that had happened on a three-hour Raw. And it seemed like there was barely any content in a sense of progressing stories. And I never like, understood that. Yeah, no, nor me. Um, and SmackDown's always been, ever since that brand split back in the day, and SmackDown became the wrestling show, as everybody, I'm sure as everybody's aware now in 2002, and, you know, made guys like Edge, Ray, Eddie, you know. Yeah, it uh, was great. You know, it, it was, was fun. All, all those people, yeah, you were mentioning. I mean, you had Lesnar on there when he, uh, yeah. what was it? Did he superplex the big show and the ring collapsed? Yeah, I but mean, I want to say, like I think roughly, I think, rough, yeah, yeah, because... 
Yeah, I want to say 03, but I could be wrong on that. <laughs> I mean, that was an incredible image. I mean, we think the tractor was cool, and I got to see that at SummerSlam, and that was pretty <laughs> awesome. But to, but to see Brock Lesnar pick up this giant of a man, and he's a big guy himself, but compared to a guy nearly seven foot, Big Show, uh, that was uh, that shows you his strength was beastly. I mean, this yeah. guy is the beast for a reason. Uh, Absolutely. Um, Talking about SmackDown, though, quickly, um, we're having a, uh, uh, well, Clash of the Castle, we mentioned off-air, but uh, season premiere, apparently, of SmackDown, um, and the IC title is going to be on the line again. Sheamus is getting another chance at, uh, I always want to say Walter, but Gunther. Um, I, I do, too. It's it's hard, even though I, I know they've changed his name. I keep wanting to say Walter. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just on the tip of my tongue all the time. <laughs> so... Um, do we see a title change happening on SmackDown? I thought I'd pick your brain while I've got you. Um, do you see it happening? I don't think so. I, and it's nothing against Sheamus. I just think you've got to keep uh, the Intercontinental title on Gunther. I just, I, I don't know. I, he's just Imperium. They're, they're so strong right now. As much as I like Rich Holland and, and Butch, you know, starting to see shades of, of Pete Dunne, the, the real Pete Dunne. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know that you give it to Sheamus yet. Maybe down the road. I, I just don't know that. Sheamus really needs it. I, I think he's getting stronger. Both guys are because of this program. And But, you know, they, they may do it. I, I can be completely amiss. I just feel like Gunther has just been so strong in the way they push him. He's been one of the few guys that under the McMahon regime that he's flourished. Yeah, and I think with Triple H in charge, uh, things look, you know, big future for Gunther, um, definitely um, towards your uh, thought process. I think it, as much as I'd love to see Sheamus win it, I would have loved to, because obviously there was that little tidbit of uh, Clash of the Castle. The last time Sheamus and Drew McIntyre were on a big pay-per-view going for titles, Drew won his first Intercontinental Championship at TLC 09, and Sheamus became WWE Champion, beating uh, Cena in that table match uh, for the WWE Championship, so they almost like swapped places. So I was kind of being being the fact that it was in the UK as well, even though both men are, you know, well, one's from Ireland, one's from Scotland, but it's from the UK. Um, yeah, it's still, it's still the United yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, of course. I, I um, get you. So, yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was gutted, but I can't. It's so hard to see anybody beating Roman Reigns, um, to be totally honest. Uh, Logan Paul's not going to do it, let's face it. Um, <laughs> no, he he's so good right now. I mean, he is in God mode. I mean, Roman Reigns... That's why I'm saying this has been such a great thing for him to have to return and embrace who he really is. And I think that's why people appreciate it. It was forced earlier. And now he's able to turn the volume up and be Roman Reigns, and it connects better. It's more authentic. And then you've got Paul Heyman. You've got the Usos, real-life family members. Uh, you've got uh, Solo uh, Sequoia now, I mean, and then Sami Zayn, this whole storyline has been very entertaining. I mean, Sami Zayn is just phenomenal. I, I so want that honorary Uso shirt. I really do. I, uh... I, I do too, because that, that, that's the only opportunity I'm going to be able to get in the bloodline, the honorary. So just throw, up the, just throw up the one and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need to do. Yeah, yeah the one. I, I almost kind of want them to do custom t-shirts so you could put your own initials at the top. So instead of S said it as your your initials at the top, that would be, you know, that would be so cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I've not wanted a T-shirt for a while. So the fact that I want that one kind of speaks volumes, I think. Um, I'm interested to see where that goes. Jay is not making it. Uh, well, he's not hiding the fact he's got uh, a problem with Sami Zayn. Yeah, he doesn't honest. trust Zayn. At all. Yeah, you can see it. Uh, I mean, we're talking about Imperium and Brawling Brutes and stuff. Um 
Imperium could be a great faction to go up against the Bloodline, possibly, you know, down the line. Or, um, you know, I, I like the idea again. I, I think they, they can be, but just because they are so strong, Imperium and the Bloodline, and that may be a believable team that could take them down. Yeah, especially like so, you know, keeping that IC title on Walter as well, you know, making him look strong. You know, well, he doesn't need to look strong. That dude is strong. You can just see it. Those, oh, uh, he, yeah, he's intimidating. Imagine him and Roman Reigns. Now, that would be interesting. Yeah, especially then, you obviously, because normally uh, the Bloodline has that presence ringside. Now you've got Imperium as well. Okay, yes, they are slightly outnumbered still. But like you said already, it's believable that this could be a... Whether they can take down the bloodline, you know, and end that reign is uh, to remain to be seen. But it could be a good, almost like a faction, you know, stables going at it like back in the day. So it could be absolutely yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, I think it is good to have factions uh, really, you know, against each other. Kind of re- reminiscent of like the great ones like the Four Horsemen and, you know, all those, the dangerously, you know, or dangerous alliance back in WCW. You had a lot of... Uh, Great faction. So Imperium to me, uh, Walter, would you almost have him babyface against Roman or could you do Hill versus Hill? I think it would just be a case of anybody wants to, I think anybody, the crowd, when they see Roman, I, I think they respect Roman now, like you said earlier. Um, that first run was forced. We all knew, we could all see it. Um, and it was just frustrating. He, he wasn't comfortable either. Yeah, you could see it. And it's just like, why are you? And I can't even make, you know, make reference to The Rock, aka, you know, his cousin. His wrong, his, uh, you know, he wasn't uh, beloved, was he, when he started out? Then he turned heel eventually and joined the nation. And it was the biggest, you know, it was a launching pad for his uh, solo run later on. But yeah, that's what helped get him over. You're so correct. Yeah, Rocky was forced too yeah. when he was Rocky Mavia because everybody wasn't getting it until he became the rock because people love the, the, authenticity that's what got austin over because he embraced who he was and and that connects with a lot of people that's that's the issue sometimes is we can overthink wrestling even as fans i think even bookers with all due respect not that i would know anything about how to lay these things out but i I think that just happens it's human nature yeah i mean obviously uh you know hindsight's 2020 but you've got a precedent here with the rock being booed and the chance that would put it to him so but I think with Roman, it was a bit more, it was based on what I remember. It was uh, house shows and stuff. He was being cheered and people loved him. But on TV, he'd be booed out of the building. And it's like, you know, so the crowd, it's almost like the, well, the crowd does play a character, I suppose. We all kind of do. We're all part of it. Wrestling is so much better with the crowd. Watching it during yeah, that- the pandemic was painful. Um, oh, that that was that was terrible. And uh, they, they tried with Thunderdome. I, I commend them for that, but it was still... A lot of the energy miss. I mean, what the thing that was a positive, you could hear a lot of the moves better, but it was just, but still, you just didn't have the the people to support them and to bring that energy level. And it yeah. just, you don't realize uh, anything till it's gone. And that was a prime example, not having a crowd. That was so cool when the crowd came back at WrestleMania and stuff. And we had to wait a bit longer before it came back into weekly shows, but it was such an awesome moment. Um, to see WrestleMania and see the crowd, even though it was half the, you know, and that's why they ended up doing two nights. And obviously they're going to, they're quite clever, really. Let's do two nights. And I'm, I, I, thank goodness they have moved premium shows, pay-per-views 
to Saturday. Why, why has it not been a Saturday before? It makes Yeah, I, I don't mind that, actually. I, I know Sundays have always been kind of the rule, but I, I like this whole two-night or Saturday thing. I think the two-night model, like you were saying, just helps people if they get to work or, or they got other projects, they're able to, you know, hey, it's a Saturday night. What do we got going on? Oh, WrestleMania is on night one, so we can go check it out. We can watch it. So, yeah. That, you know, it's just common sense stuff, even uh, realistically, with the two night uh, WrestleMania. And I'm getting to where I like it. Used to, I'd go, let's just do the marathon. But now it, it kind of helps, just like we were talking with Raw. They were doing WrestleManias where it was like four hours or even longer, and it's like including the kickoff show, and it's like this will give us some breathers if we have like a, you know, two nights. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, like you said, having that because WrestleMania was getting to the point where it was getting really long, and as much as I love it, you can have too much of a good thing, which I think is probably the 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 the, the story here. <laughs> yeah, to your point, it could you can overexpose everything, Absolutely. and I think that's that's why creativity kind of lacks because if you you're putting it all out there, it's like, well, we probably should have saved some stuff for night two or or this match. It could even be a match or a segment or or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like you said, almost having a pit stop in between is uh, is uh, nice, man. So, right then, uh, oh, crikey, we're, we're half an hour in. We've not even started Extreme Rules yet, and I love it. <laughs> and I oh, that's okay. That that means we're having a good time. We're hopefully. Uh... I, I always love discussing the the other aspects of wrestling too, and uh, not always the matches. But hey, I, I'm with you. I'm following uh, the leader here, and and uh, <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. Cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And hopefully people watch it. I want to say watching all the time. What does the matter with me? Listening uh, to the show is uh, in, uh, enjoying the conversation. And um, I'm sure uh, if uh, Tyler's uh, free, I will be uh, getting him back on <laughs> sooner rather than later, to be totally honest, Tyler. Uh, but, um, uh, oh, well, I appreciate that. And there's a problem if they're not listening to this show. I'll, I'll just tell you, I'll plug it again. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll push over. Not that you needed me to, but. No, I take all the help I can get. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I've only started the show, you know, you know, back at Money in the Bank was our first show. Um, you know, we're doing well on follows on Twitter and stuff at in the corner WWE. Um, so I, I, when I did the show before, I've said it before on a podcast, but when I did it before back, back in the day, Benny Mac, I found myself being like, when I come in on to talk about it, I would get too negative about it. And I'm like, I actually want to enjoy the product. I don't want to be, and I wasn't, and back then, probably in about 2017, you know, it was in places it was better, but, or 2016, I beg your pardon. Uh, but there was just right. elements of it that wasn't, you know, we we were starting the women's revolution and all that, which was good. But, um, you know, SmackDown had fallen by the wayside by the looks of it, as we've already spoke about. Um, so, but I found myself... Yeah, it was hurting. Yeah, and it was, it, it was, I found myself coming on and just whinging and I don't want to see, you know, don't get me wrong, I will pick up on things and I will moan about things, but there's enough of that going on in the world anyway. I want to be picking up the positives and i still love wrestling even though i've been watching since 2000 you know it's 22 years uh be 23 at the royal rumble coming in january so and i still even though i have up until recently obviously doing the show i wasn't watching it as regularly nxt came along and i think saved um wwe for me for a while oh nxt helped me get invested when i started getting all the craze and starting to comprehend it uh I'm with you. I think NXT was a resurgence for all the brands, even though it's still developmental. But at the time, they were thought, "Hey, a lot of this was better than what we were getting on Raw and SmackDown." Yeah, I mean, the you know, as we say about the women's revolution, the 
the, uh, the the women down there in Charlotte and Sasha and all that and Bailey and in uh, Becky and all the others and even Emma and Paige and stuff like that back in you know at the time. Yeah, all of them were were, were amazing. Were amazing. They got given the time to perform and they were um, most of the time they were putting on better matches than some of the guys, which was like, yeah, this is this is it. You know. You've, yeah, you've that, got that's it. fair. I, I mean, they were putting on matches that would uh, put a lot of them in the shame and. This shows you how good they were, their development. They were getting it. They were understanding psychology, what they needed to do. It's a credit to their training down there. Uh, so, And think about how many of the NXT stars, I had to think about this, that had headline main evented WrestleManias that came out of the, the 2016-17, even before that, out of NXT. It, it's amazing. Well, yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. alone, um, you know, all went on to be singles, stars, and champions and you know all that kind of stuff so it's, it's i mean there's a lot more than just the shield yeah. but uh you know and think about moxley who would have thought out of that with AEW, and now he's their their interim world champion and has been their world champion from even a different company yeah that yeah there you go and now you've got the whole ring of honor thing going on over there as well haven't you <laughs> i mean i don't well you you've got a lot going on and i, I i'm trying to be as fair as i can i'm not taking sides because you know we, we need to remain positive but uh there's a lot of things that need to be uh kind of cleaned up over there and i'm not one to say but i'll, I'll just leave it at that uh tony khan's got his hands full uh, and that's <laughs> an understatement yeah, um, again, I watched AEW, I've said it before, I've watched AEW briefly, Double or Nothing, obviously when they did their first show, but um, it's the way WWE do TV, um, even back in the day when I tried WCW, yes, when I tried it, WCW was not at its best at all, uh, ECW was pretty much gone, So, but the presentation has always been better, I, fi- I feel, with WWF, WWE, so... Um, they, they've always had that advantage with the lighting, the way they do exactly, production. Yeah. Uh, so it, it would be hard when you're comparing them. Uh, you know, you would probably just have to, I guess, look at it from if you liked a wrestler or a match or a promo. Uh, but if you liked all the uh, the production values, then uh, it's a no-brainer, WWE. Yeah, and I, you know, I know a lot of these AEW guys have been saying like, oh, they keep the problem I find with these other companies. TNA were guilty of it. WCW failed, I think, because of it. Overall, they were too conscious about what WWF, WWE were doing. How about you just, you know, you know, you want to maybe, maybe you want to emulate WWE, I guess, but um, just concentrate on your stories and your talent and your ability to tell stories rather than going. Yeah. What are you doing over there? You know, <laughs> they lost focus, and and that's a lot of the problem. They're they're too worried. Like Tony Khan is too worried about WWE running shows on the same weekends. Yeah. He's he's coming off very childish to be somebody owning a company, and it's not a great look. And I mean, I, I'm not saying this to demean AEW or him. It's just, I mean, you can't help it. It's in in news articles. It's in news media or the press conference uh, scenarios. It's just. He's really not helping his case when people come at him and critique him. And I hate to see it because uh, there's a lot of talent in AEW. I want to see yeah, him absolutely. succeed. I, I just think he's going to have to get control of that locker room. He's going to have to, you know, he really needs a an enforcer. Uh, maybe he needs Arn Anderson. I, I don't know. But somebody <laughs> to tell those guys, hey, listen, I don't care what happened. You know, hey, fight it out if you need to. But we, we've got a wrestling program, a wrestling show or company, more or less, and we need to get things done and be professional here. 
whatever you you took on the indies, let's get rid of it. And that's not a knock on every indie promotion, but I feel like a lot of that culture gets carried into the professional ranks, and that's not always a good thing. Right, amen. I think I can't really add to that. To be fair, Tyler, I think you've nailed, not the nail on the head, as they say. Um, just be, you know, as I said already, I think you've said it perfectly. I'm going to leave it at that, actually, to be honest. Um, just concentrate on what you're doing. Stop worrying about everybody else. You know, you've got a TV deal, for goodness sake. You know, I don't know everybody in any, you know, I know there's a lot of talent now. I, I can see that. Guys who I've barely seen wrestle, like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and all that kind of, they have, you know, they have, I mean, I saw AJ Styles back in the day in TNA. Um, and, you know, I was, I watched TNA briefly but so I saw some of his really good matches and I'm like, but he's one of those names where they just filter to the top and Kenny Omega and all that. I kind of like that, but if they're going to get, I don't know what really going on in AEW to be fair, but the sounds of it, it's a lot of <laughs> backstage. Yeah, bitching. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't really follow it just closely, but you can't help, but hear the rumblings and read and, and see things. Not that everything you read is going to be uh, truth either, or, of course, yeah. or they're, you know, and they're trying, I'm not knocking that because I have to write, I have to do a lot of those reports and it, you know, we're only going by rumors. So what do you expect? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing is though, AJ Styles, uh, yeah, I, I did uh, watch TNA myself. So I'm glad you brought him up. Uh, and you could definitely see this guy's going to be a star for the future. I mean, he was already doing some amazing things in the ring and having some great matches and TNA had their years where they had some really good stuff going on. But unfortunately, uh, Vance McMahon, you can say what you want to, but the way he ran WWE, uh, was just uh, second to none. And I think he learned from his father back when it was just a territory and it, it was because it was in the family. It wasn't a TV company like WCW where it, it was Turner running things it was because it was family oriented and it was in their DNA talking about the McMahon. So that's why they were so successful and they had more of the experience. Yeah. Uh, spot on. Um, but I also think adding to that quickly is that the fact that the bucks stopped with McMahon. Um, I, I mean, I, I, again, I'm assuming it stops with Tony Khan over there at AEW, but it also does. Well, yeah, we're guessing. I, I don't know, yeah. but you're you're so right, though. McMahon, I, I would uh, assume that the buck stopped with him. I'm not so sure anymore, though. I think that's where Tony's <laughs> getting himself in a in a mess, where he is the, too many of the EVPs, or now you've got Punk. I mean, you can say what you want to. I'm not trying to just, you know, knock on Punk, but he's got so many strong personalities, and so did Vince. And, you know, Vince had his, you know, mistakes as well in managing that. But the thing is, he was... He was much more of a presence, though, than with all due respect to Tony Khan. I mean, I'm not a big guy either, so a wrestler would not take me seriously, but they, they could take Vance seriously because here, here's a guy that's, you know, good size, and he, he's got that authority to him. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I just I always felt the hierarchy there was, you know, a clear chain of command, I guess, whereas I could be wrong on AW. I'm just basing it on what WCW was like, you know, having people – having control over their own characters and stuff like that. It kind of, I feel, I mean, again, I don't watch it enough. I'm not trying to knock AEW. I actually want AEW to do well because then that elevates wrestling overall. It um, helps everybody. Exactly. So, um, but I want them to get their shit together. Excuse my language, but uh, just they need to get it together. And, you know, they start off with great momentum. And they, I feel as though from an outsider who, you know, I watch WWE more regularly than I do that. But, uh, they need to get it sorted. Otherwise, they, you know, in two years' time, they might not be the same company as they are now, you know, and they've got uh, 
maybe the waves coming to an end. I don't know, but uh, hopefully not. Well, well, that's the fear uh, from a lot of friends I'm, I'm talking to about that watch AW is, uh, or even those who just are like us. They're, they're want them, or excuse me, want them to succeed. It's just that they keep messing things up. It's the way it's ran and the bookings kind of all over the place. And there's just issues. They, they need to get corrected. It's, it's just, I hate it because like I've stated before, and like you've said, there's just so much talent and AEW is a good opportunity, a good place rather for people to go to work. And I think they're just messing up things. And uh, that, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to seem like I'm just, you know, crapping on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, you, I mean, they're kind of doing that to themselves, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. I mean, I saw most, some of the CM Punk uh, press conference. I didn't know if it was a work or a, a you know, a real problem. I then obviously things came out after. So I was like, oh, okay, this is, doesn't sound good. And hopefully, you know, hopefully it sounds good <laughs> or they sort yeah, of, sound, but, you know, get themselves sorted. Sorry. No, it's uh, no need to be sorry. It's, it's not good. Uh, everybody was hoping if it was a storyline, you could get it. But after, you know, the bot mark, it seems to be on uh, Kenny Omega's arm. And I know it's been talked about over and over, but I mean, we're discussing it now. So I have to go back and think, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people say Tony Khan should have stepped in and, and told Punk to, Hey, listen, this is not the place. This is a press conference. And that's why people are ripping uh, those scrum uh, situations apart because of things like this happen. And Tony's just sitting over there. Of course, you feel bad for him in a way because he probably didn't know it was coming. But when you hear something like that, it's your job as the boss to go, hey, listen, not here. You know, yeah, you're he could have he could have stopped Punk, to be fair. He sat right next to him, for goodness sake. And you see him pulling eyes and doing oh you know like but yeah you're the boss you're, no, tony khan needs an enforcer i think because you know it, it would be intimidating because you've got all these personalities all these wrestlers and he needs a guy which he's got him i mean i would use regal i would have regal step in i mean that guy can handle himself he can tell those everybody hey listen this is how it's going to go down you heard the boss if you don't like it leave if you need to come back cool down then come back but yeah. he's the kind of guy, you know, I, I wouldn't give Regal that job. I would make him a commissioner. I, I've heard a lot of people say that. I think he would do wonderful. Oh. It's like an on-screen like he was in NXT where he said war games. Just let him get out there and maybe have to slap somebody. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. I, I'm gutted that he's in AEW, to be honest, especially with war games coming up at Survivor Series. We need Regal to come back and just say war games. Maybe they yeah, can we, we, we need that. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, there's something missing there, uh, but... You know, to AEW's credit, a great hire, a, a yeah, fantastic definitely. signing. They they need to uh, utilize him in a lot of other ways. But he's he's doing a great job on commentary. It's been funny uh, from what I, you know from what little bit I've got to listen to and hear about. And uh, I, I just love uh, William Regal. I, I didn't get to appreciate him until later on in life. I always knew he was a great wrestler and was good on the mic and knew the business, but. It, it's amazing the kind of uh, talent you don't realize were just great when you were a kid to you. The older you get, you start learning. And uh, the question or answer part of me comes to mind. Yeah, these guys are, are special for a reason. Yeah. I, I got to see Regal wrestle in uh, London, actually, uh, back in ooh, 2009, I think. Uh, he was in a dark match on Raw before Raw was over here in the O2. And uh, the ovation he got over here was amazing. Um, so uh, Very nice. Uh, and and well-deserved. I mean, because the guy worked hard to get over to the States and, and make a name for himself. And he was already making a name for himself over in the UK. I can only imagine that he was. Oh, he wrestled with some... Uh, 
you know, Big Daddy and stuff like that over here who are like big names uh, uh, and haystacks and stuff like that. So um, it's, uh, you know, World of Sport did try and come back a few years ago over here, but it didn't quite work. The production wasn't uh, very good. I think they tried to film it like a... Um, like a reality show, maybe, or, um, or it just didn't, it didn't deliver, which is a shame because we had, somehow they managed to get JR on commentary as well, which was amazing. But um, oh, that that was incredible! If you could get JR on commentary to have him do a UK show, that that didn't, to it me, just didn't, yeah, it just didn't take off, unfortunately. And that's sad because that would have gave the UK some other great wrestling. I felt if it was done right, like you were saying, the production was up to par, and have Jim Ross and. It's just, yeah, it's so sad, man. That's why I'm so happy you guys got Clash of the Castle and that big event. Oh, I, I so uh, would have loved to have gone to that, but unfortunately, yeah, uh, <laughs> just it didn't just didn't come together, basically. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll have more shows like that over here. Um, well, I, I hope you do, and uh, I was jealous of Cy because evidently he made it. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, for a guy that doesn't watch it regularly. <laughs> <laughs> no. he was giving me a hard time I, you know i love Sai, but i gotta bust him a little bit he was telling me when i i was sharing pictures of me at SummerSlam in nashville he was like tyler you lucky you know what but you know little did i know he was going to be a clash of the castle in cardiff so yeah I, that, well the story know. there is you got you got given a late ticket because somebody had to couldn't make it so you know, right place, right time. Um, oh, I got you. Well, so, hey, I can't blame him there. That was uh, good. Hell no. Uh, I'd love, well, hopefully next time I can go and catch a show. And obviously with everything coming back to normal in a sense of entertainment, um, hopefully they'll be back over here in November, I hope. Uh, so hopefully we'll see. I hope they crossed. are too. Because I, I, I love hearing your guys' reactions. And you'll have yeah. to, if you get to go, I want to see the pictures or, or little snippets of a, a video. I, I think I'll be... I'll just be happy for you, but nothing can compare to the real excitement you have and, and those people over there. I, I'm just so it does Americans' hearts good too with everybody else in the world to see that the UK is getting wrestling back. Not that they don't have the wrestling shows you mentioned before that you guys do close to where you live, but to have those stadium shows, WWE and, and companies like that coming into uh, that territory again just just makes me feel good for y'all. Yeah, as you tell the, the the crowd, we love it. Uh, we're a bit mental with it in some cases, but uh, we do love it. Uh, but obviously, aren't we all mental about it? I mean, yeah, this whole white rabbit stuff, and and that's what's fun. It's just like a good film or anything. You you have to yeah. suspend your disbelief, and I think that's another thing about the white rabbit that makes it so compelling. It's making us actually buy into it, which is a good thing. It's working. Yeah. And that's why I'm actually excited for Extreme Rules, to be honest with you, for many things. That's one of the things I'm excited about. A uh, few good matches. Uh, I, I th I've highlighted a few here that I think we're going to be, uh, we'll get to those. We're going to go sort of, um, it's a shame really, because I like the women's division. I've always been, uh, and I, I was such a, Liv I am such a Liv Morgan fan. Uh, I just feel like the whole, um, you know, obviously the SmackDown Women's Championship is going to be defended. Liv Morgan's defending against, um, uh, Ronda Rousey um, in an yeah. Extreme Rules match. Um, yes, they've tried to build it. Okay, but I, I will say, ladies and gents, as we sit here, SmackDown hasn't happened yet. And I think they've done quite a good job on Raw this past week with Bianca Belair and Bailey. So actually, I'm a little bit more excited about I didn't realize it was the, like, oh, we'll get onto that in a moment, but I didn't realize it was the first ever women's ladder match for a title. I didn't realize that. But I didn't either. Yeah, until they mentioned it, I was like, I'm pretty sure we've had a ladder match. And I'm, th I'm thinking Money in the Bank, I think. So I was like, 
but we've done Hell in a Cell and we've done Royal Rumbles and have we not done that yet? Really? Uh, so I was quite surprised at that, uh, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on um, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey? Um, I've already said that I'm not... I love I love Liv Morgan. I think Ronda Rousey's done bloody brilliant since she's come to WWE. But I'm not really feeling the story they've told so far based on having not watched SmackDown yet. That, that's been my problem with it. Uh, I'm happy for Liv Morgan, but it's kind of turned me against her because how many times are are we to build her up for that big moment and hear about it? I mean, and everything, have her submit. And, and then you mentioned Rousey has been so brilliant as well. I just think that uh, it may be time for her to drop the strap. I mean, I know that's unpopular, but I, I've got to come at it realistically many more times can she escape Rousey and I get the whole sneak attacks or maybe getting back at her because you can't have Rousey always dominant against her because you want to make Liv look strong yeah and don't want to make her look weak but in all fairness and respect I don't know how much longevity she should have as a champion I think as a wrestler she's great but this uh reign has uh, been less than stellar for me. I, I don't know. It's just not connected or resonated. I don't know what the problem's been, but that's why I just assume Rousey get it. I'm with you 100% as much. I was so excited for her when she became Money in the Bank winner. I didn't expect her to cash in the same night. Uh, I was excited for her, uh, the way it went down and everything, but I'm with you. The lackluster, if that's the right word to use. Um, no, that's a good word. Um, and... I mean, it might be it might be a sleeper match. It might end up being one of the best matches of the night. I don't know. You don't know with WWE. That's the point, I guess. And it's going to be an extreme rules match. Um, I think if Liv keeps the title, I know this is my again. This might be an unpopular opinion as well. But does she have help? Does she become a heel champion? Which I think would probably work in her favor if she does keep the title. And actually, I know she wants to be the the, the baby face and everything. But I feel like the way it feels right now sat here talking to you um i feel maybe she should probably be a uh a heel well that would help her i mean it, i think it's nice to give her a fresh cut of pain if you will uh that would definitely because the fans were already kind of turning against her since she uh submitted i think at SummerSlam. yeah they were already saying you submitted on the episode of smackdown and uh ronda you know they they try to make her the heel but maybe she's better as the baby face I'm thinking somebody's going to interfere during that match, and I know that's that seems you know pretty obvious because it's the extreme, extreme rules. rules. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but it it would add some intrigue, and I think maybe their story needs that. You know, most of the time I, I think you can do that too much, but in this case, maybe you have somebody unexpected that helps live. Uh, that that maybe you think helps Rousey or or vice versa. There's a lot of ways you could look at that. I think it. I think you know as we're talking about it, that's my my sort of impression of this because either they get put the belt back on Rousey to what end, you know, who then takes it off her, but to make it more interesting, as you've just stated, um, yeah, let's have Liv Morgan keep it, but let's just go with it and turn her heel, which I'm, I mean, I will go with picks now if you want Tyler. I mean, who, who do you, yeah, see, I, you know, just who, have a vicious side to her, uh, to what yeah. you were uh, describing, but yeah, we could go ahead and get into the picks. Yeah. It's just a case of, uh, you know, I don't think there's much more to say about this match, to be honest with you. Um, but it would be more interesting if 
like we've like you've said, and I sort of believe that if you chuck somebody in there to help um, uh, live or cause a distraction that ends up with a chair shot or something like that that causes you know live gets a cheeky roll up or something and keeps it because of a distraction or help you know attacking Ronda maybe. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, it's quite a hard one actually. But in order to make the story a bit more interesting, I'm going to say Liv uh, retains. I'm going to go with Rousey. I'm I'm going to go the opposite. Ooh. Okay, okay. I'm going to have to write these down, so I'm going to forget otherwise. <laughs> no, you're Liv fine. I, 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 I don't know. I just feel like Ronda has something going for her. But, you know, uh, Liv, as much as I respect her, I I don't know. It's her character right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to. Hopefully, hopefully they've got bigger plans because the. I tell you what, the build for this title match has been lackluster at best, um, and you know. Like yeah, it's I been said, disappointing. Yeah, yeah, and like I think you brought up a good point there. The, 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 the. Um, unfortunately, the title reign has been just not good. I and mean, like you said, you can't put your finger on it, and I can't quite put my finger on it either. But to follow what was a controversial SummerSlam, we've not really had any. We've had a few interactions between them, but they've not been enough for me or there's not been enough. Yeah, and when they have done, it's been fairly good. But again, I'm not like, for the purposes of the show, I'm telling telling you Liv. But to be honest, I'm kind of like, oh, Liv Morgan versus Ronda. Oh, okay. Yeah, not not super invested. And yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Because this is a championship match and just those two names alone. Yeah, you should be going, this is going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, I mean, it might be. We could be. Uh, we could be totally off base here, Tyler. But you know, <laughs> and I, I hope I am. I hope I am wrong. I hope it ends up being a great match. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, so uh, let's move on to Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. Obviously, we got a lot of good things to say about both these teams. To be honest, uh, Butch, aka Pete Dunn. I just so want him to be called Pete Dunn again. I've said that so many times. I, I want him to be Pete Dunn. I- I'm glad they're teasing us, but please just give him the name back. I- I'm tired of Butch. <laughs> you know, even if you've got to go, Pete. Uh, Butch Dunn or something, you know. I, I, I <laughs> just just put it as his middle name. Yeah, at exactly, least we yeah. get Pete Dunn back. We yeah, can, yeah. We could deal with Butch at least, or Butch Pete Dunn or something like. That. I don't know, but just uh, <laughs> just give us Pete Dunn back, please. Um, obviously, so this is going to be quite a good, I think, a hard hitting six man tag match. Actually, to be honest with you, based on oh, it's going to be good. Um, obviously, we've already kind of talked about the fact that uh, you know, Sheamus. There is a possibility that Sheamus walks in uh, Extreme Rules with the IC title. But, um, you know, I think we both sort of hit the nail on the head. We, you know, at least in terms of SmackDown, we're thinking uh, Gunther's going to keep hold of that IC title. So these guys have been going at it. I just feel he has the momentum. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, So to sort of cement Imperium, do you think, uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on this match? I was going to say something else then, but. (laughs) I think, uh, no, you're fine. I I think Imperium. I mean, I I hate to be against Sheamus and the brawling brutes. And I know Sheamus lost at Clash of the Castle. We don't know what's going to happen on SmackDown. It could easily be, like you're saying, the Celtic Warrior is your new Intercontinental Champion. I'd be fine with that. I'm just trying to look at it for long-term storytelling. You just brought back uh, Giovanni Vinci. And then you've got, you know, Kaiser and, and Gunther. I mean, to me, if you're going to build these guys, uh, I think the brawling brutes are not long term. I think you could split them up. Imperium, you could keep together and really just uh, put the rocket on them and and just push them. Keep this push going. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Again, I to be honest, it's, uh, I can't really add much more to that, Tyler. To be honest, it's uh, 
I think either way, I think I think you're right. I'm going to go the pick. I'll get it in there now quickly. But I think Imperium as well. Um, the Brawling Brutes can recover from the loss, but it also gives that extra momentum to Imperium with the IC title in their camp. And then, as we've already said earlier, I'd love to see Imperium versus the Bloodline at some point. Um, I could see that oh, happening. Oh, I would too. Um, so, you know, well, go on. And maybe uh, maybe this will help us uh, get us back to the old Pete Dunn. Maybe they split up. That's a good shout. That's a very good shout. Uh, do you know what? I want to see that now. Yeah, I'm going I'm to stick with what I'm going to say. <laughs> I want to see Pete Dunn. So <laughs> I know he's there and he's doing a lot we're, more We're now. fixated. We can't help it. We're, yeah. we're excited at the, the chance because we're already been teased with it. The longer hairs came back. He's uh, manipulating the fingers again. So yeah, I love that. I don't know how he does it, but I've, it's it's it still makes me wince though when it happens. Oh, it Every does. Time. Oh, it, I'm glad I'm not eating anything or got something to drink because it just makes you know there's something about it when he does that. Yeah. It just makes my fingers go. Oh my oh, god! You make, I kind of stretch my fingers out and go. Oh, ah, no, don't do that. <laughs> just uh, just remind me not to ever make him mad or try to oh, do a. a you know, or have my thumbs or, or my appendages anywhere near him. Uh, you know. <laughs> my, my biggest pet peeve that the fact he's called Pete Dutton, this guy was like, you know, the second UK champion, um, you know, and it's just like, why? We all know it's Pete Dutton. I know not everybody will, but like most of us are going to know that this is the UK champion because he was a champion, you know, so, and then he was in NXT as well in, in the US. So he had so much history. Yeah. So it, I feel like, when they change names sometimes i think uh, gunther aka walter's got away with it a little bit because yes he's known as gunther but it doesn't bother me as much it doesn't take away from him no I, I was a little worried at first but the the way he presents himself it and he embraced it i think that was the big thing he he just took it and tried and goes hey they'll still remember walter but i'm just gunther now i'm still the same guy but just a new gimmick and uh yeah yeah that's the thing, Piper Niven. I, I never got Dewdrop. I, I get that's kind of a WWE thing at times, but I, I really wish she would have just been Piper Niven. I would have been fine with that. I, I liked her as just Piper. Yeah. It, again, she's done fairly well, in fairness. But uh, you know, this Nikki Ash stuff. Uh, you know, they'd be very clever on Raw by doing the stuff in the background. Her throwing that, that's another persona. Yeah, I yeah. miss. I'm glad they're starting to uh, get away from that because that was starting to get old. Yeah, the, the, they have those, like, you know, the Hurricane, you know, Shane Helms and stuff, you know, will probably be always remembered now as the Hurricane. But, um, you know, you don't want to see it necessarily every week. Uh, it had its time. Um, it's nice to see him come into the ring every now and again as it, as the Hurricane. But, yeah, there's a, I think when you do well, a, go on. Yeah, because it's it's a special attraction, uh, like of you course. were yeah. talking about. And it's not overdone. And Nikki... I get she. They were trying a different uh, character for, her, but she is just so good when she's just Nikki Cross. Yeah, and the whole sanity thing is a shame that didn't really work out. Really, um, what a great extension built you could have done after that. You know that whole sanity thing uh, back in the mm-hmm. day, but you know, is what it is. So well, we, we've both gone for Imperium, have we? For the uh, for the for that six man tag. I have voted for Imperium because he's the ring general. All due respect to the uh, the fellow UK people. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna put put that in the uh, in the old log. Uh, you know, there might be they're not really gonna be any bragging rights to that because if we're both wrong, we're both wrong on that one. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're, we're both a mess. We we both got that incorrect. Uh, uh, one match I wasn't overly bothered with initially, but the way they built it up on Raw this past week, um, Raw, Bailey and Belair 
was actually quite good. Um, I would like to see maybe Oscar in this sort of alliance they've got and um, excuse me, Alexa eventually move away from that. Um, I know they're trying to team up against damage control, but I feel like Belair's title run has got to the point where I think, uh, I, I mean, I'm already going to say, I think Bailey pretty much walks out of Extreme Rules with the bout, to be honest, um, straight away. Uh, what are your thoughts on this match? I like Bailey. I like damage control. And uh, I would not be mad if she walked out champion, but it's kind of a tough deal for me because I like both these ladies. Yeah. And, and uh, I kind of, there's a part of me that wants Bianca to retain, but due to interference from, uh, you know, damage control, of course, she's got Oscar and Bliss, though, as well for Bianca. So they could even the odds up, and it's extreme rules. So I, I don't know that they're really having a stipulation, but things could come into play. You never know how they could book it. But I, I don't know, with the ladder match, I think Bailey does have an advantage, but I don't know. A part of me still thinks maybe Bianca still retains. I mean, the other way you could go with it is that Alexa and Oscar do come out. Obviously, they were kind of taken out, kind of, on Raw by damage control. But um, you could have maybe, so Bianca does keep the title, and maybe Alexa or Oscar finally just say, well, I want my shot now, because that could happen. Um, so, and, then, and maybe one of them turn. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, if what 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 happens with the White Rabbit if it is Bray? Is, is he going to be with Alexa? I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later on in terms of what we if oh we would could right. because Oscar could factor in. She's been acting a little more bizarre. Yeah, absolutely. Know. Just like when she thought she was getting a a little bit better, she seems to be on that edge again. So could very well be. I'm really hoping it's Bray. Obviously, I'm getting ahead of myself. I am too. Uh, <laughs> I, I I can't help it. Well, I, th- I think a lot of us are. I, I hope it is. I think we will be let down, but it, it's still a pretty ingenious storytelling. So even if it's not, I have to give WWE and whoever a lot of credit. Well, all the latest QR codes have pointed to, you know, obviously extreme rules. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the debut. Everybody seems to think it is. It could just be another QR code for all we know. <laughs> you know, this could, hey, go on, this could go on for even longer. It may be. I mean, we, we could think, oh, extreme rules. We saw the ladder and then the poster, another clue. Uh, wait a minute. He's not here. It's just another tease. And, and, it, and it makes you just want to go watch maybe Survivor Series. Maybe he could yeah. debut there or later. You you never know. War Games is a special partner or something who, you know, you know, somebody gets taken out. I don't know. It could be anything. That, that would be cool. There, Yeah, there's so many different scenarios. I, man, you've got me enticed now. I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, War Games, oh, Bray, what if the music hits? And it's it's whether it's The Fiend or Eater of Worlds or just this white rabbit. Yeah, whoever this, uh, you know. i got a Donnie Darko-esque character in my head now with this uh, white rabbit stuff, although that right, the suit in that film was great, I think. But <laughs> it's got me thinking of that now, to be honest. Um uh, Raw Women's Championship. Sorry, we've gone off topic a little bit. Uh, oh no, that that's fine. Hey, sometimes <laughs> it happens, man, because all this ties in, so it's easy to do. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, did you where where did you uh, land your uh, your bet on in terms of uh, Bailey versus uh, Bella? Who do you think's walking out with the Raw Women's Championship? This was a tough one, but I'm going to have to go with Bianca. Oh, we've uh, split it again. Makes it interesting for the. Uh, for the review show, but uh, yeah, one of us can have a lot of bragging rights, the other one not so much. But there we go, <laughs> there we go. Uh, it's all part of it, it's all good, man. Oh, yeah, we both went for Imperium, didn't we? In there, when I'm just looking on the list, um, oh, crikey. Well, so I've left the three that I think are probably going to be, and that's no disrespect to anybody else on the card, but I think I've left the last three for the matches I think are going to be quite possibly 
one of these three is going to be match of the night. Um, and let's go with uh, first. We'll go with Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross, uh, the strap match, which uh, I haven't seen one of those for a while. In fairness, um, this has been quite interesting with Karrion Cross. Um, I think they've managed to. This is one of those uh, things where less is more for me. Uh, just by doing backstage promos, you know, attacking Drew from behind, uh, just having the the hourglass in the back in the corridor, uh, just all these little head games that Cross is playing with Drew. Um, I've liked the build to this so far, and uh, this one does feel quite personal, the way they've told it and the way it's been going. So, I mean, what are your thoughts? Oh, I agree. I, I think Karen Cross with Scarlett, we needed that package together. They, they are so great. And I, I like this kind of evil side of Karen Cross. And, and Drew McIntyre got nothing but respect for uh, the Scottish warrior. I think uh, you're so correct. Everything is better, even in wrestling, if things are personal and there's a real vendetta score to settle. And uh, we're seeing it come to fruition uh, between Karen Cross and... And Drew McIntyre, you had the strap match stipulation. I mean, these guys' backs, everything is going to be – I can't wait to see the pictures. Not that I'm enjoying their pain, but just to see that <laughs> visual. Because that, that's what killed me, and I was guilty of this. Everybody goes, well, wrestling, they're not getting hurt. Oh, yeah? But wait till you see the pictures of that strap and, and this extreme rules or any even ordinary matches. But uh, you're so right. I, I love the little uh, nuances, the uh, hourglass, the, the sand, and – and everything, even in his promos when uh, talking about Karen Cross. I, I love his expressions. I mean, th- I was so glad that he, Triple H brought him back. It was a shame what happened to him. He, he looked like a, a bad demi- uh, demolition member, pardon me. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately yeah. you know, and that worked in the 80s, not so much now, and uh, not with Karen Cross. And who knows? I, I think he may be involved in this whole white deal or, or white rabbit. I think there's a lot that you can even tie in with him, I, and maybe not, but who knows? It makes sense, though, in terms of their their personalities, their the way they are, the way they talk. Um, but I think you might be right. Karrion Cross, I feel like, is kind of... I mean, I could be wrong. We could both be wrong, but uh, it's just... Uh, I think it works with uh, you know Scarlet and everything by his side, uh, the whole... Um, uh, you know, this sort of like the resetting the timeline and using the future, uh, what was it, uh, the the future world champion, you know, the, the what Vincent Mann called Drew back in the day. I can't remember now. The, yeah, there, there, there's know, a lot of know, the, so. the codes, you know, the, the cryptic messaging, uh, like you were saying, it was, uh, it's all appropriate because I think it will, you forget it, Bray doesn't have to be there. All these other talents and, and what they were doing behind Karen Cross. I think somebody was mentioning there was uh something to do with White Rabbit behind him. And, and I think Kieran Cross actually may have used uh, some kind of persona in the Indies or something. So there, there's a lot of uh, good segues here that's making everybody wonder. Uh, maybe it's Kieran. Maybe, you know, even if it is Bray, he, they're not making it so obvious. There, There's all these moving parts. So that's what's uh, yeah. pretty incredible. That's a good point, actually, to be fair. I didn't think of that because we haven't seen Kieran on TV, he's, he's had a match on SmackDown. He's been backstage. We haven't, we didn't see him this week. Obviously, SmackDown is, you know, as we sit here recording, is tomorrow. So, obviously, there's a lot that could happen, you know, what we're speculating about. Um, that's a good shout, to be honest. Um, yeah, there, there's so much. I mean, to uh, be known, SmackDown will really tell us a lot as the go-home edition. And uh, 
I just I like what they're doing with Karrion Cross and Scarlett and Drew. I, I think it gives each guy a great program together, a good feud. I mean, a really good one. I, I'm glad that actually because I was worried after obviously Clash of the Castle the way it went down, what Drew would be doing next. Um, and actually, this has been um, really good, as you've said. I've, I've enjoyed the uh, whether it's over Extreme Rules. I have no idea. There could be, <laughs> like you said, moving parts and. Things that could be a, maybe a debut. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I, I would be fine if yeah, if they continued it too. To be honest, according to how it went down and the finish of it, uh, I could see Carrion and Drew even uh, having more to do afterwards. Yeah. Uh, the dreaded question: Who do you think is going to be winning uh, the strap match at Extreme Rules? Well, as much as I love True, now th- this is the problem you run into. You've got you've built up Carrion so much that I, I don't see how he loses. And yeah. I, 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 lo- I love Drew, and, and that's my issue. I, I really want Drew <laughs> to win just to get him a win back. But now you've got Karrion, who's having his first match back. So. Um, I, used, I agree 100%. I've put Cross down for myself as well, because I feel like the you know if you've spent all this time building up this persona and backstage stuff, why would you? Um, Drew, you know, maybe we see, like maybe there is interference, I don't know. But... Um, there is a way of doing this where Drew can still walk out of this. It would mean two losses, big losses in a row, in a sense of uh, after uh, Roman. But I use the what I said on the Clash of the Castle stuff when it was Roman versus Drew for the uh, Undisputed Championship, and I was my heart says Drew, but my head says Roman. <laughs> so I'm going to use the same here. That that's the thing. It, it, it's so conflicted with how I want to predict this thing because, uh, like you were. Saying, I mean, they've built up Kyrian so much, but yet Drew lost, and you you don't want to see him keep losing. But how do you not give Kyrian the win? It's a, yeah, it's a hard one to. Um, the only thing I've not liked in this whole story was the flame throwing thing that happened on SmackDown last week. I could have done without that. We didn't need to have that. But other than that, everything else has been spot on. You can't overdo some of the territorial stuff. Now, yeah. when it's needed, it'll work. But I, I don't think Scarlet. I don't think it did anything to help them out. I, I don't know why you needed a fireball. No, I mean, she was already sort of sat in front of Karrion anyway. So Drew's not the type of, he's a, obviously a baby face. Uh, he's not going to like, you know, attack Scarlet. So there was no need for me. Maybe, he, you know, she could have distracted him in a slightly different way. I don't know. It's all 2020, as they say. But yeah, I'm going with Cross. Yeah, it's all hindsight, but yeah. I'm with you. Um, but yeah, I'm going with Cross. Um but like I said, my my heart says Drew, but uh, my brain says uh, Cross, to be totally honest with you. Um, now, for me, I'm assuming one of these will be the... Um, one of these three matches, we were, obviously we just talked about Drew and Karrion Cross, uh, Riddle and Rollins and Edge and Finn Balor. I assume Edge and Finn Balor will be the main event. I could be wrong on that. Um, they could be. Yeah, so it's hard to know which one of these three is going to be the main event for, for, for myself. But... Um, I'll let you pick the last one of the. Well, we've got, we've got two more matches left, Tyler. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Seth, or do you want to talk about Edge versus Finn? It's completely up to you. We can talk about either one because these are uh, both going to be, I, I feel like, very uh, compelling matches. So uh, it, it's whatever you want to talk about first. Okay, I'm yeah. good with gonna, whatever. I was going to give you. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll go Riddle versus Seth because I feel as though Edge versus Finn, purely because Edge is, no offense to Finn whatsoever, but because Edge is sort of like comebacks you know you know from an injury after the judgment they beat him down uh you know mm-hmm. um so yeah riddle versus uh seth rollins um 
when I said fight pit match, I wasn't quite sure which what match this was because I have I somehow missed the fight pit match on NXT. So I thought well, maybe like a Lions Den match from back in the day, so something similar to that. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of is, but apart from it's a cage, no ropes, and it's got a platform above. Obviously, uh, Cormier is coming in from MMA. I'm not yeah, on, he's uh, coming in. That, that's big news. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm not overly familiar with... I know what UFC is. I've watched a few fights in my time. I know a few names uh, from that world, uh, but not there. there isn't many that I know in fairness. So, um, But uh, the Riddle... Uh, the Riddle, yeah, sorry. The Riddle-Rollins feud... Um, we, me and my, my buddy who did the SmackDown, uh, SmackDown, SummerSlam prediction, sorry, a while back, the, the event you went to, we were really gutted that that match got pulled from the card. Um, so we were quite gutted that match wasn't going to happen. But the way it's panned out and the way they've done it, I was actually really uh, sort of like, you know what, I'm glad it wasn't at SummerSlam now because they've put more feeling into it obviously Rollins has mentioned Riddle's kids and family and it's got it's made really, it personal yeah absolutely and it feels like you're like dude Rollins what are you doing um so I'm interested in uh, this match I think this like I said Drew carrying cross Edge Finn and Matt Riddle and Seth I feel like these could be the one of the matches of the night I don't know which one it's going to be yet but the fight pit match could be really interesting especially with Cormier I mean again I, I think it's yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I agree with you. I think with uh, Cormier involved, I, I think he he probably gets physically involved a little bit without you know it hurting him too much. As far as I'm coming from a storyline, not that he couldn't take physicality guys from the UFC for well, crying course, out loud, yeah. but <laughs> but Seth, but Seth Rollins and Riddle, uh, yeah, personal issues we we've stated it uh, create better television, help your product, uh, really establish your brand and the, and the brands that these. Uh, wrestlers represent his personality. So Riddle, this is more of his stomping grounds. He came over from UFC, so he he legit can uh, do all this kind of uh, combat stuff. But I think Seth will be forced to uh, even perform at a greater level, and he's already one of the best uh, going. So this is just going to highlight how good both these guys are. I remember seeing Riddle doing one of his first matches in NXT, like big takeover match. And before that, I wasn't like, I was quite you know the whole surfer dude type thing he was doing like he still kind of is um i didn't quite get it at first but when i saw him wrestle properly i was like this guy can go so i was like instantly like watching this dude um yeah you were able to get over that he was a surfer gimmick because it it, i gotta admit it took me a while too I, i wasn't getting his uh you know the the getting high and and thing kind of gimmick. Not knocking people that do that, by the way. Just <laughs> you know on on yeah. TV. Uh, but like you said, he can. Uh, he's got the talent, man. The skill to uh, bring it. I hope they deliver. Put it this way. Uh, you know, for the fight pit match, I feel like this is the end of this rivalry. I feel like they, you know, whoever wins this, maybe Riddle gets over. I don't know. Um. I've got a theory about that, which we'll get into in a moment. But um, yeah, I feel like this could be a really because it's submission only as well, isn't it? So the, it can only I, be. I done. think so. So yeah, Rollins can't escape submission, so that that will definitely favor Riddle. Um, I, I think uh, you know, I think it's going to be a blimmin' good match. Uh, how Cormier comes into it, whether he, whether there's any altercations with maybe Seth in him or even Riddle in him, I don't know. But um, 
you could almost have that. I wouldn't say it's quite that level, but you could almost have that Mike Tyson, you know, vibe <laughs> to it from back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah, you could. Uh, back in uh, DX with Stone Cold, that whole uh, yeah. feud that was going on, you could bring a lot of elements of that back in a, in, in a modern update in a way. Um, my, my interest with this is, are they going to do it in the arena or are they going to do it like they did back in the day with the Lions Den? If you remember, they did it back like backstage somewhere or in another arena. I'm hoping they just take the ropes off and put the cage down and it's done in the arena. Um, so for the fans, I to hope see so it. too. Cause yeah, I think the energy level would be even better because you do have the people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they, when they did it before they did in the lion's den, they did it. So there was a crowd in there, but it was all, it was a smaller crowd. And obviously all the people in the arena had to watch on a big screen, <laughs> which is like, now nah, I want to see this match in person. I mean, I've, I saw a cage match back in London, in 09, it was one of the dark matches, and you don't really actually. The cage is bigger than I thought, actually. When you're bearing in mind, I was up on the upper tier, but oh wow, it's uh, bigger than you think. It, I mean, it looks big on TV anyway, but you think, nah, it can't be that tall. It's, I mean, I'm talking back in 09, mind so, but um, it it, it definitely looked. Uh, I wouldn't want to be still at the top of there and jumping off things. Put it this way, so you know. I, I don't either. I'm afraid of heights anyway, so I'd be in trouble. Uh. Uh, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of falling from the height. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, well, that too, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> So there we go. But um, I feel as though it's going to be a, a good match. As I said, I do. I honestly believe this is the the end of the rivalry. Um, I don't know what more, much more they can do. Um, I will um, give you my uh, my prediction in terms of I think Riddle is going to win this. Uh, the reasoning behind it is that obviously this past Monday. Um, before they had their altercation, you know, where they where they couldn't touch each other, no physical contact. But uh, uh, sorry, Seth attacked Bobby Lashley and Mustafa Ali. Um, right. But uh, Bobby Lashley's put out the challenge on Raw, saying I want to face Seth and I'm going to finish what Riddle starts allegedly, and I'm going to put the US title on the line. So Riddle, unless they're going to carry on and maybe they put the, the US title on Rollins on Raw, I don't know. But I feel because he's having a title shot against Bobby Lashley on Raw, I, that's kind of my thought process here. I actually thought it was a silly idea to announce this as a title match from Bobby, but um, that's my thought process here is that Riddle's going to come out on top. Seth could possibly then go on and win the US title, and now Riddle's got legitimate claim to face Seth because he's beaten Seth already in another match. And that could maybe they bring the US title into it. I don't know. Or maybe this. But I, my initial thoughts were. Riddle versus Seth is the last time this is going to happen for a while in terms of this rivalry. Yeah, I, I've I've got Riddle too. I just think Seth's it's not going to hurt him if he loses, uh, especially this type of match and it being Riddle's uh, wheelhouse. And he Riddle's do a, a win. Let's be honest. And uh, yeah, I think that'll help build him up. You you put him in there with all these other stars. Not that he's not becoming a star. Randy Orton's what elevated riddle on the main roster he was elevated on nxt but you still need that guy that top guy to help you out and that was what helped in that tag team and now you you know he's going alone in singles action well rollins who's some of your best workers you think aj styles you think of course seth rollins and and think of the the high profile he's got now in wwe so why not and and you had Daniel Cormier and, you know, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, you, you brought that up. Let's not forget that U.S. title picture. Uh, that could play a part in it, that where Rollins goes after Bobby and, and wins that title. Because 
I'll be honest, I, I love Bobby Lashley, and I'm glad he's got a title, but does he really need a United States championship right now? Yeah, Is it going to... He's definitely elevated it, uh, I would say. But yeah, like you're right, maybe it's time for because I mean, a lot of the the lot the general consensus is that we're waiting for Cody to come back and um, possibly be the guy to beat Roman. I don't know if that's right. That seems to be the general fan perspective on. Some yeah, of it, it's it's popular uh, opinion. Yeah, from a lot of the the fans. Uh, you're so right. They're waiting for Cody maybe to be the guy to dethrone Roman. Uh, here's unpopular opinion, though. Uh, surprise! I don't know that. I don't know that Cody needs to beat Roman. No. Okay. I, I know that. I know that that comes out of left field for a lot of people. Yeah. But I, I'm kind of. I'm kind of thinking. Let's keep uh, the ball rolling on Roman till you just till you're sure of what opponent and the way the story needs to go first. Because it's, it's easy, because I'm guilty of that, too. I'd be like, oh, Cody would be great. But I have to stop myself and go, but would it really? Until, I mean, who's it going to benefit? No. Yeah, until you've just said that right now, I hadn't even pondered that. So does Cody need to beat Roman? Because Cody is, I think, especially in the WWE fans, oh, and wrestling fans in general, uh, I was gutted when he couldn't drop the Stardust gimmick, and he, you know, he left WWE. I thought it was, I thought they let someone pretty good go, and you know, someone who has had a future, and obviously went off and proved that elsewhere. But, um, but yeah, I didn't even think of that to be honest. I suppose it's the same, the equivalent of Brock beating Taker for the streak. Maybe did Brock really need it? Okay, he went on and did some, you know, uh, impressive stuff after, and it was good because this is the guy that beat Undertaker at WrestleMania, so it made sense. But Imagine if that would have been Roman uh, the first, rather than the second time, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, does Cody need it? I never even I never even pondered that, Tyler. That's a great freaking question. It, well, and it, and it depends on – I'm kind of uh, starting to learn that it depends on the programs. Or when, and that's just the old school term for feuds. Uh, what, what, you know, to me, I want to see Cody as a champion. Don't get me wrong down the road, but – does he need to beat Roman to validate that? I mean, sure, it, it would elevate Cody on this next run. I'm, I'm not questioning that, but you know, I don't, I don't see why you want to dethrone Roman uh, yet. I, I think you got to wait for that right moment. And I'm not sure Cody coming back, even though it's a cool moment, does that make it the right moment? That is a very good point. Uh, I'm going to have to ponder on that myself now. So yeah, I've got to think about yeah, it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. a very, it's a very good point because you know I'm in my head. I've kind of resigned to the fact that Cody's going to come back, you know, possibly win at the Rumble and go on to Mania to face Roman. But do, is it does Cody need to? That is a great point. Um, somebody else, Cody could still be a great champion without beating Roman. Hundred percent. The the impassioned speech he gave about his dad when he came back to wwe and stuff like that was you know it got me going and it, in terms of goosebumps and like do you know that what? was a great promo yeah and i was like do you know what i want to and i always thought he was good anyway um but um you know AEW stuff he's done i've seen you know fair few his match against his brother gold dust obviously he's not called that in AEW, uh dustin but um so yeah i mean not just against his brother he's, he's had some great freaking matches and even back in wwe before when he was part of Legacy and then teaming up with his brother with Dusty on the outside and stuff against the Shield, I think they've, uh, you know, yeah, that's a bloody good yeah, question. Yeah, Cody's a great worker, and and like you were saying, he's had some uh, tremendous matchups and storylines, and I'm just happy for him getting this uh, 
this run again, and, and I hate the injury happens, but uh, it's part of it. It's the physicality, and I'll be glad to see him come back. A lot of people rumored it, it may be Royal Rumble, but we're still not sure. I mean, that's just, uh, once again, rumors. Yeah, so it's all, again, it's all rumors. We, you know, uh, Obviously, Orton, you mentioned him earlier, You know, obviously injured at the moment, helped uh, Riddle to no end. Um, there were talks about uh, R- Randy as well being the White Rabbit, and I'm like, I dismissed them almost immediately because I'm like, Randy wouldn't, Randy doesn't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that'll do anything to you know um, make anything better. Even as great as a performer and wrestler Randy Orton is, uh, him being the White Rabbit does not make sense to me. No, uh, not even a little bit. So that's why I dismissed it almost instantly. Um, cool. Right. So what? Well, what I perceive to be the main event extreme was I I don't have the running list. I don't know. I just have the matches that have been announced at this point as we sit here talking. Um, and it's uh, Edge versus Finn Balor. I quit match. Um, good story at the moment between sort of Ray, Dominic, Edge, the Judgment Day, Rhea, you know, all that going on. Judgment Day, uh, I think, are starting to... I'm not saying they have to win every match, but if they lose every week, do you, you know, as a fan, I mean, back in the day, let's just take Kane for an, an example. I think I already used this as an example. But when Kane's music used to hit and the pyro used to go off, you were like, yep, stuff's about to go down. Um, when yeah, Ray it was a big Kane, moment. Yeah, absolutely. Same with Undertaker, Big Show, Triple H, Rock, Austin, so many people. Um, uh, but where, uh, up until probably recently, I've Finn Balor, uh, Bal- uh, well, Finn Balor and the Judgment Day, I found they were kind of on uneven ground and all of a sudden now with Dominic with their ranks, I think they're starting to find a good sort of groove really. They are fun in their groove. My problem with the whole Dominic turn is, uh, I feel like it was kind of rushed. I, you, I think you could you see could, it coming. Couldn't you, you could see it coming. Yeah, like, you, you, away, you could see it coming too. Obvious in that clash of the castle. I agree there. He, for him to help them and, and then all of a sudden just low blow edge, I get it's probably setting up the Finn Balor edge match, and I'm glad it is. Don't get me wrong. There was a lot of positives to the negatives. But I, I feel like Dominic, you know, it's cool, the interactions with him and Rhea Ripley. I've stated this on pl- other podcasts. My feeling is that Dominic is still more the baby face. He, he doesn't connect to me as a heel, and maybe I just need to be patient with this whole Judgment Day ordeal. And even with his father, it just seems like it's a little force. It's not authentic. And, and to me, if I'm not believing it, then uh, something's wrong. I, I'm not convinced. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think he's quite find his footing as a heel yet. But the look he's got, without him being on the mic, the look he's got, maybe they should have had it so Dominic didn't speak at all for a while. Not to say that, that he that, can't. That know. may have been it. Yeah, yeah that could have yeah. helped. Uh, and I, I think it's definitely helping him being in there with like Edge, Ray Mysterio, and the Judgment Day. Don't get me wrong. That's a great talent, and, and Dominic's definitely got the, the talent we've seen in the ring. It just may take me time personally to uh, really get invested. I like the Judgment Day group. Now, I, I'm all about those kind of characters. Uh, and Finn Balor and Edge, I, I don't know your thoughts, but it's that dream match we, we all are looking forward to. It's interesting. We're getting the I quit stipulation. Uh you know, they did leave Edge down. So I'm going to wait on my prediction and you can help me out. Yeah. I mean, how I'm going to go, go about this because this is another <laughs> one that's a little tough. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I mean, the, the whole Dominic thing, I feel like maybe don't talk, Rhea, 
maybe um, or maybe even switch it up. So because Rhea was whispering in his ear, maybe switch it up that Dominic whispers in her ear and then she says stuff like he doesn't want there to. There you go. You know? Less is more. Exactly. Um, I'm waiting for the day when Dominic puts on those old uh, tights that, uh, you know, what Eddie Guerrero used to wear back in WCW. <laughs> um, right. And I think, especially with the hair that he's got going on, you know, it. Um, I think, you know, we're they're going to be, they're kind of addressing it without addressing it to me. You know, obviously the whole storyline back in the day, Eddie and Ray and the ladder match and the custody and all that kind of stuff. Everybody, anybody that's been a wrestling fan for at least 15, you know, ish years plus probably um, is going to remember that. And that's what I love about wrestling because you can have callbacks that happened 10 years ago, five years ago, two weeks ago. And you go, oh, my God, you know, and especially guys like Edge who wrestled Eddie, um, you know, Ray and all that. You can relate to it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, um, yeah, maybe a bit less on the mic for Dom, but uh, I think the look he's got, the thing he's doing, um, part of me is also thinking maybe this is a, a, a coup. I, I thought this maybe about Edge, but I, th- I thought the other day there was just something that I don't know what it was that made me think of it now, but maybe... Um, Maybe Edge has said, because Edge is a manipulator, let's face it. Edge is a manipulator. Maybe oh, Edge. He's a master. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, maybe he's not told Ray about it, but maybe Dom and Edge were like, let's get you implanted within the Judgment Day so we can, you know, maybe break them down from within, maybe, because Edge was the guy that created it. That would be a bigger story, obviously. Maybe I'm thinking way too much. It would be good if it yeah. was happening, but I think maybe it's a bit too. <laughs> I, mean, I could be right. I could be right for a change, I suppose. But no, uh, yeah, no. I, I think you were onto something. Even if it doesn't happen, I, I wish it would go to something like that. That would that would make me kind of bind to Dominic more as, uh, you know, if he was doing that rather than join the group. Obviously, it would take time. So maybe you put that. Uh, if you don't, if you remember during the invasion angle, they put Kurt Angle on the alliance. You know, he defected in in air quotes. And then he ended up actually, it was the whole time he'd been planted there by McMahon to try and cause dissension between the group and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, maybe in a month, you know, um, or maybe uh, maybe it appears Extreme Rules, I don't know. It's quite a hard one, but um, I don't think that's going to happen. Or just lovely stories that pop in my head when I'm watching wrestling sometimes that I think that would be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> you know, it's, it's neat to uh, think about the, uh, you know, what if that happened? I mean, so I, I get you. That it's that light bulb moment of if, oh, uh, you know, if only we could be bookers or creative. And <laughs> yeah, it, it would be fun. You know, it's always kind of fun to think about. I mean, I'm building on somebody else's idea. In fairness, but you know, I've been watching it for twenty. Oh, that, years, that's so. all I try to do too. Like yeah. I'll listen to podcasts, <laughs> and they'll probably actually have the idea, and I'm just, you know, yeah, I'll take that and just, you know, put my two cents. On yeah, it. put your spin on it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you've got the... I don't know whether Edge... Uh, I honestly think Finn Balor comes out on top, uh, not because of, uh, like, he makes Edge say, I quit. I think that it might go down the road of Judgment Day get involved, Ray tries to get involved, then maybe, you know, if there's not going to be this turn from Dom to go back to Ray and Edge, that Dom finally maybe clocks... Um, his dad maybe to amp that story up a bit more, uh, which then leads to edge being sort of like, um, outnumbered from the judgment yeah, day and edge is actually doesn't say I quit, but is knocked out. So the referee calls it possibly, but I'm going with again, I'm tough with it, but, uh, 
I, I feel like I need to lean towards Balor. I, you know, and I mean, this is, these are margins and percentages. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I, I feel, yeah, I you know. I don't think it hurts Edge to uh, have to lose this one because even though uh, we want to see him do good in this last run, uh, I think Finn Balor's got to get a win over him. You've you got to yeah. allow the heels to kind of get some momentum. It can't always be just one-sided. So uh, to be fair, I think uh, I think Finn's going to come out winning this one. Just thoughts just popped into my head because obviously this past week on Raw, uh, AJ teamed with uh, Ray. It didn't go well. AJ pushed him down. Um, then although the AJ looked quite annoyed to say the least, and I know Finn and they put a bit of a beat down on AJ, but what's to say that AJ comes out to help as well, but actually AJ does join the judgment day. There is that outside shot there. I think that could possibly happen. Uh, it would be intriguing if he did, I, I, because you know, you don't want a faction get too big, but they're, they're allowed when it makes sense. And they've got the history, like you were alluding to with AJ and Finn because uh, a lot of these guys, what, they have to get beat up first, don't they, before it's kind of like the initiation or like their mind control, and that's that's what gets them in the if you group. Can't, so. if, if you can't beat them, join them, as the old adage says. Correct, yeah, that the old oak cliche. So I, that would be fine. I, I kind of like, you know, uh, not kind of, I do enjoy these theories you have. It, it's uh, quite fascinating. So This is what that, keeps me watching, buddy, to be fair. You know, could this well, happen? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, keeps, it keeps us thinking of how we would go at it creatively, what concepts would work and maybe what wouldn't, but how you could kind of, you know, intertwine in a way, in, in a weird sort of way, and, and then somehow that result. But I, I think, man... I'll tell you what, I, I'm learning something just being on this program because that, that is very neat. I, I, you know, honestly, I did not have those thoughts. So that's I'm sitting here thinking, well, what if AJ did do that? Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, it's obviously an outside shot. But again, I've, I've already said that maybe Dominic's in there as a plant. Maybe AJ enters the group as a plant or maybe he joins because of the history with Finn. You know, the whole, you know, there's all, the whole New Japan stuff and the Bullet Club and the club and I don't know, but uh, it and would why, be interesting. And why not bring it into the WWE? It doesn't always have to be a solely uh, WWE uh, story. I mean, you could uh, piggyback off what, you know, like you were uh, talking, New Japan. Ex- yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it, the, 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 the possibilities are endless, and I think that's why we watch these shows every week. And like you said, try and be bookers, and we'd love to be booking, or we'd love to be at the shows every week, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, man. I'd, uh, I'd just like to be in catering. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's some of the conversations that must happen there alone would be worth. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've heard in, in a lot of uh, probably fights, so I, I may not want to be in there because I, I would be the the innocent bystander get my tail kicked. So I mean, <laughs> okay, I'm out, I'm out of here. I, I think I need to be in the arena. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Tyler, thank you very much, uh, my friend. Oh, for oh you're so welcome. On. I, it, it's been a lot of fun. My pleasure. It, it's always great to talk to a lot of. Uh, fans from wherever they are uh like you said it's a universal language uh it goes with the wwe universe kind of a, a not segue really with those words but it's uh it's always a blast so thank you for the invitation I, i've had it i've enjoyed it i've had a lot of fun well you will be back uh in a few well more than a few days probably uh for the uh hopefully we'll sort of time out we haven't done that yet but hopefully you are going to be back on for the review of extreme rules so obviously you've put your your guess, uh, your guesses in. We've actually got a few different ones, which is good, and we've got a few that are the same, which is also good. 
Um, so yeah, we- it, it's solid, man. It, you, you never know what you're going to agree to disagree with, but that, that's what keeps it, uh, things very interesting. Yeah, man. Uh, well, just before you go then, I know I plugged it at the top of the uh, the program, but do you want to let us know where we can find you either writing or podcasting, your Twitter handle and whatever else you would like to share on in the corner before you go? Uh, sure. Uh, I'm on the uh, Rewind Wrestling Radio Podcast. You can find them on Twitter and uh at that handle, uh, you can just pull up uh, the Rewind podcast. And uh, I'm also on Back When, that's on SJP Media Network, just like your fine show with uh, Danny and myself. Uh, Back When, we talk about a little bit of everything from movies to wrestling. And then I'm also on Standing Strong, another program with a, another talented guy named Waylon Myers. I'm on Wrestle Buddy uh, with a great team there. Uh, writing about wrestling then geek buddy you kind of change it up and, and do movies and a lot of anime they do a lot of that kind of thing so if you're into that and and just a, a sorted a, amount of things and then of course uh you know i'm at dustin tyler 86 on twitter you can find me there and, and give me a follow or just check my stuff out i'm not gonna you know say you've got to follow <laughs> me i'm not gonna be that bad but uh and in the corner i mean uh got to plug your podcast and i had one more the uncensored wrestling podcast see I, you know unfortunately i'm blessed to be on these but i you know my memory i've got to remember but uh but also let me say in the corner i'm going to repeat that because that's the way i wanted to end my plug so great uh program if you're not tuning in checking it out listening uh this guy does a fantastic job. I just want to tell him that I, a wealth of knowledge he's made me seem smarter so there you go uh, I, I shocks. That's all I'm going to say. I don't. <laughs> I appreciate. He's the, blushing. The... <laughs> I, I can't help it. I, I've got him blushing over here. I... Uh, I very much appreciate you popping on, and uh, we'll oh, talk no again. Problem. We'll talk again very soon, Tyler. Thank you very much. Oh, I look forward to it. All right, we'll see you all on uh, Sunday. I would assume for the SmackDown review. If Tyler's free, we will also do the um, the uh, Extreme Rules uh, review as well. But either way, you will see me Sunday for some more In the Corner. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you all again very soon.